folks. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of the world's largest crypto-only e-commerce site. If you've ever dreamed of gassing fiat and living only on crypto, this gentleman and his team have the solution for you. From Stockholm, Sweden, I am pleased to introduce to the Crypto News Podcast, Sergey Kotliar. Sergey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt, uh, for a lovely intro. <laughs> I coming coming from Sweden, um, and myself being an absolute diehard hockey fan, growing up, I admired tons of Swedes, still do. You have Nick Lidstrom, you have Zetterberg, you have the captain of my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs, Matt Sundin. Tell me you're a hockey fan with a name like Sergey growing up in Sweden. Well, uh, yeah, uh, and with a name like that, and uh, age like mine, uh, that makes me a Red Wings man, uh, which I used to <laughs> follow uh, uh, quite passionately as a kid. Uh, I, would, I remember uh, yeah, sitting up uh, when I was like, uh, you know, uh, uh, 11 years old, like staying up all night to watch uh, the Stanley Cup games. Uh, uh, at the like, uh, at, it was actually at the because we did sometimes we didn't have the premium channels that would show the NHL games. It was middle of the night, uh, and so uh, uh, and so the channels that would show uh, fancy sports also the channels that showed porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stay up and watch the blurry after uh, after the porn. Uh, there was uh, the hockey games. Oh, I uh, love but that. I, I haven't I haven't followed on uh, followed my uh, my hockey interest so much uh, uh, in the past uh, past years. I think. What a story to kick that off, especially being a Red Wings <laughs> fan. That's uh, being a Red Wings fan is at least a good team to follow. I, I believe. You guys won what five cups in in fifteen or twenty years? Yeah, not too bad. Um, but going going right into Sweden, I was fortunate enough to visit Stockholm about three to four years ago. Just an absolutely stunning city, so cool. Uh, and and being from Canada, the, the cold really didn't bother me at all. I, I believe it's nicer weather than Toronto too, which is a treat. You and your company, Bit Refill. Uh, currently reside in Stockholm, and there are a lot of crypto startups and just startups in general really buzzing in Stockholm and really making some moves. I'd love if you could tell me a little bit more about the startup ecosystem in Stockholm. Well, um, here in Sweden, we pride ourselves uh, as being a little Silicon Valley. Yeah, as <laughs> someone who has been to the actual Silicon Valley, I, I know that that's not entirely the case, uh, but uh, historically, Sweden has produced a couple of uh, per capita, many uh, uh, successful startups, uh, Spotify and Klarna, and so on. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I think uh, it's a it's a good environment. Um, people have been building tech here for a while, and so on. Um, in terms of crypto, uh, not that much activity here, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we have a couple of uh, exchange brokerage companies, uh, as you have in, in most countries, and and a couple of unspecified blockchain technology projects and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, um, lately actually we've seen a lot more stuff from coming out of Norway, uh, uh, which is very unexpected and they're not traditionally known as a startup type place. Interesting. Let's let's go right into BitRefill. Love the name, by the way. If you could tell our audience uh, a little bit about how it started, when it was founded back in 2014. I know there's a really interesting story behind that. Um, but to begin, how did you choose the name BitRefill? Well, so the original version of BitRefill uh, 
uh, in the original configuration at least, uh, you could buy uh, refill prepaid phones, uh, right? Uh, and so uh, there's different wordings for that, and uh, you know sometimes it's called top ups or recharge, and so on. And refill was a, I think in a, in American English, uh, refill is one of the, the more common actually, but internationally it's a little bit more rare. I don't know. Uh, it was just uh, something catchy and um, uh, rolled off. Uh, at the time, yeah, reasonably well, and uh, it was a company that worked with Bitcoin and phone refills. And so on, on, on that uh, path, uh, it went, uh, and we've it's come up a couple of times if we should uh, change it or something in terms of our broader focus and so on. But we're, uh, I don't know, we, we stick to, to our roots, and I think that uh, with everything that we do, uh, refilling your, uh, your things with Bitcoin is still what we do. And so it's it's very very apt. I, I I think the name is great personally. Um, it's it it definitely does the trick. Um, but just about bit refill in general, I love the slogan. One of the one of the best slogans out there is very simple: three words: live on crypto. And it's so crazy to think that when you guys had this vision um, about six seven years ago to live on crypto people must have thought you were absolutely out to lunch. You were living in space or something. But now there are so many digital nomads and there are places around the world where you can literally do exactly that and live on crypto. And you've created a multitude of products and services that pretty much allow anyone in the world to live on crypto in a much easier fashion. And that is done through a catalog of gift cards, prepaid mobile refills, and lightning networking services that can be purchased using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies on your platform, BitRefill. Could you tell me a little bit more about how the company founded and what you guys are up to today? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, So uh, founded it uh, 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 late 2014 um, uh, as uh, its first uh, experiment, I think. But I always had uh, the North Star uh, of uh, enabling uh, enabling this this thing that we have uh, the the Bitcoin thing and uh, I think that I mean big picture today in most countries where there is exchanges and so on and people just you know they they buy their Bitcoins on exchange and they sit on them and then they sell them on the exchange and sort of like a lot of the value gets lost. You know, sometimes talk about that. Hey, imagine if we had all of the technology today and somebody invented email uh, and, and somebody would like write a letter on paper, take a snap a picture with their phone of the paper, <laughs> email the picture, print it on the other side. Like it's email. <laughs> there are some benefits, but many other benefits are kind of lost. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Uh, and, uh, and there's a ton of that uh, in uh, in the crypto world, uh, in that uh, all of the real benefits and the freedom uh, and so on uh, only start materializing once there is an economy uh, within uh, the crypto layer, uh, so that people can uh, can keep uh, their uh, their money uh, in crypto and uh, buy stuff with it and, and get pay and get paid and sort of um, I know, to cut the cord basically with. Uh, uh, with uh, the incumbent uh, uh, systems, uh, in a very not unlike way. Uh, I don't know if you remember when the online streaming services uh, just uh, started uh, coming out. Um, 
and there was a community called cord cutters, uh, which was uh, about uh, people that cut the cord to their cable. Yeah, to their TV, and they would only have the Netflixes, right? Oh yeah, and, and that was it was controversial and outrageous at the time. Yeah, like, why would you not have your cable? Are you crazy? Like, how are you going to watch your hockey? And and then uh, um, uh, over time, now it's like if somebody has cable, uh, actual cable. That sounds weird. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody who has cable TV. Like, yeah, most people don't even plug in their TV oh. uh, other to the, than to their. To their Apple TV or, or whatnot. It's it's like having a house phone, right? Yeah, and so exactly, yeah. and so that's kind of what we want to achieve with uh, 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 with Bitrefill is to achieve that for uh, for crypto uh, to uh, to be able to to make the move uh, and uh, to either cut the cord or at least to sort of at least you know have the freedom if not needing it as much. It's such a cool concept. If you do want to use it, I. Highly recommend taking a quick peek, and it's a very simple, easy, beautiful site to use, and very easy to get hooked on. And you can go through these flows of of literally taking fiat, flushing it down the toilet, never needing to use it again. Put all your fiat into Bitcoin or ETH, Litecoin, uh, heck, even Dogecoin, a la Elon Musk, and you can use crypto to purchase gift cards from literally the world's most popular brands. Amazon, eBay, Apple, Walmart. You want to get a phone? Heck, snag an Apple gift card, buy a new phone. You want to take a vacation? Snag an Airbnb or a Delta Airlines gift card. Delta will get you there. Airbnb will house you. Are you hungry? Jump on Uber Eats, Grubhub. I absolutely love that. I'm a big Chipotle guy. I would be mucking those all day long. And um, it's so cool. One of the one of the more interesting aspects that you guys have intertwined is in today's day and age, all this works. Yes, the Airbnb, the Delta, the Grubhub, it's all great, but without a phone plan, you're toast. And you and the team at BitRefill have fixed that by enabling your customers to purchase prepaid phones, data, phone codes, and other related phone bundles. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you, you said it pretty well. Uh, like, I mean, our goal is anything that is uh, digital uh, and uh, payable. Uh, we should have it as a as a product on uh, on our site. And the phone refills are, are what what got us started in the beginning. And, and we had more of a emerging markets uh, uh, focus uh, with those things. And it's still the case that in many countries that the uh, phone refill through bit refill is is the only thing that you can actually buy with Bitcoin in that country. Um, but we're working on fixing that as well. Uh, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's a start, right? And it's a uh, it's a cool thing that it's a it's a product that uh, everybody has and everybody uses uh, all over the world. Uh, there's there's more people in the world that have a phone than there's people that have a toothbrush. Come on, yeah, and uh, uh, it's true. Yeah, and the and, and the vast majority of these phones are prepaid and and can be refilled uh, through a bit refill. Um, so and it doesn't really require much from the customer other than you know go in and type in the phone number and click 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 and it's done. So being in over 170 countries and partnering with over 1,600 businesses, there must be some crazy hurdles or roadblocks that you that you have to jump through to make this happen. Yeah, I mean uh, we haven't partnered with each of those companies individually. Like we we use uh, middlemen uh, providers uh, and so on, but we've. Built out, uh, I think, uh, 
yeah, pretty good uh, network of products, and we're looking forward to expanding that uh, quite significantly during this year as well, uh, and adding more gift cards, and uh, especially in a couple of new countries, and also to broaden uh, our coverage uh, in uh, in Europe um, uh, coming up. Um, and and that's, I mean, you know, it's a big machine uh, the, on the the back uh, side of uh, of the company. Like we have. Uh, uh, business development team and engineering efforts to make all of these integrations and uh, financial treasury, you know, figuring out how to send money to all of these uh, suppliers and so on. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, it looks simple in the end, but there's a lot of uh, effort going into it, uh, making it all work. Sergey, as CEO and founder of BitRefill, you wear many different hats. There are many different roles. Was there ever a moment in time where you thought the business model might not work? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, I think to some extent we're still uh, figuring it out uh, in terms of... Uh, um, I mean, we're trying to achieve uh, something that nobody has achieved, like uh, building a successful business in the transactional cryptocurrency space. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's hard, uh, and it's uh, uh, it's it's one thing getting a couple of uh, core fans, uh, but uh, uh, getting it to grow uh, broader, uh, it's tough, uh, and it's uh, uh, it's an ongoing effort, uh, uh, especially like how to market, how to package, and so on, and, um, and so yeah, there's been uh, for sure uh, doubts uh, and so on, and. Um, these things, the more difficult something is, the, uh, the harder it is to follow. Well said. Clearly the business model is on a roll and people do indeed want to live on crypto. That's why it's worked and that's why it continues to work. You've also had a lot of success with investors. You mentioned spending some time in Silicon Valley in beautiful San Fran and have had a pretty darn good track record with VC fundraising. Quick question about the whole pitching aspect. Back in the day, I guess, when you'd be in a boardroom and now being in COVID, pitching via Zoom, what are your key points and how do you go about selling those venture capitalists or PE firms? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and um, it's, um, it's always easier when uh, the investor themselves are either a customer or uh, in the target audience, let's say. Um, one thing that uh, that I've learned is uh, like uh, there's entire classes of investors that I'm, I don't even talk to anymore, uh, uh, including uh, quite a few uh, of the Silicon Valley ones. Because uh, I mean, if if you don't get why people would want to cut the cord and start living on crypto and and so on, then it's just too hard. You know, it's too hard to to get them to. Yeah, to believe and to uh, and to buy in and so on. So uh, I've gotten, uh, I think, better at figuring out uh, which ones uh, to spend time with and, and uh, uh, trying to, you know, trying to um, who to attack, who to get in bed with, yeah, who to who to schmooze. Um, well, well, the the interesting thing is like. The, the worst investor isn't the one that tells you no right away, right? The worst investor is the one that that, that takes a lot of your time and then says no. Strings, <laughs> strings you along, yeah. strings you along, uh, right? Uh, so it's good to 
uh, I don't know how you uh, say that in English, but like a water divider. Uh, like you, you introduce something very early on in the pitch. Like, hey, we, we hold some of our balance sheet in, in Bitcoin. Um, like, hey. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's hand, handling objections. You let them know right off the bat. These are the objections you might find. And, and we're going to be honest with you. If you want to jump in bed with us, great. Let's get naked. And if not, go fly a kite. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, exactly. And so, uh, so, so I, I, that's what I find is like the, uh, holding Bitcoins on balance sheet is not seen as controversial these days. Uh, now that Tesla is doing it, but, uh, it was definitely controversial up until, uh, yes. six months ago. <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, uh, so it was one of those things that you can, you can introduce and then, you know, you can sort of quickly, um, uh, uh, take the, the direction and uh, to the uh, the right point, but I mean, luckily, I think uh, over the years we get to a point where uh, we're more of a non-entity. Uh, many investors have, in fact, used uh, our service in different ways, um, and, the, and and that's usually that's the best investor. Like uh, uh, from then on, if they you know say that hey, I use your service uh, here and here, yeah, then you have a common ground. You don't need to uh, explain everything in the same way that you would need to do. So it kind of raises the conversation. I, I want to talk about BitRefill users. Could you publicly tell me the MVP or, or the most valuable user, the MVU of BitRefill, is there a gentleman or a lady around the world who is absolutely bawling out, living in the nicest Airbnbs, flying first class on Delta, buying crazy shit on Amazon. Do you have any customers who literally full on spend hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a year and live their whole lives off bit refill? I don't know if uh, that level of uh, uh, of money, but yeah, yeah we definitely uh, have uh, uh, customers that have uh, bought uh, expensive things uh, and uh, uh, travel is one of those things. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we see those, and we we try to you know we, we work with uh, uh, amount limits and, and so on, and we reach out to customers if they're 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 hitting limits uh, both for uh, for uh, uh, regulatory reasons, but also uh, for learning about customers and so on. And so we we have a couple of stories. I don't know. Uh, and we also have customers that are uh, more of a B two B kind and so on, and so they will rack up large amounts. But yeah, I think, I mean, we definitely have a class of customers that are people that are like just traveling the world and, yeah. and living in Airbnbs and, and, and hotels and and so on. And, and uh, that have told us that, hey, I, I live on Bitrefa. There's been a couple of uh, also like attempts uh, by, uh, by journalists that are like, hey, can I live on Bitcoin for a month? Uh, and some of them are like, yeah, and uh, ended up just Buying everything in between, <laughs> um, yeah, like ordering all of my food uh, through uh, through the uh, Uber Eats and DoorDashes and whatnot, so, and so on. I mean, there's still no good way for paying traditional rent, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, so if you don't want to live in an Airbnb in a hotel room, then yeah, right now we don't have an offering for that. In, in due time, though, especially as governments and regulators around the world keep hacking down and setting more rules and regulations in regards to crypto and the whole tax issues with that. It's It seems like as more people get into crypto and as more early adopters of crypto, as their bags continue to grow and grow and grow, 
people are going to need to find a way to not declare their crypto holdings. And off the record, this seems like a lovely way to do that, where you can not have to declare it and just keep buying gift cards. That happens all the time in real life with fiat to gift cards, where if you don't want to declare, you know, say your USD from whatever transaction or whatever it may be, you buy gift cards and you can live off those. Have you guys ran into any problems with that? Well, I mean, we we encourage our customers to pay their taxes, uh, uh, as do we. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there is uh, uh, an aspect of uh, uh, privacy is that one of the things that people can use privacy for is, uh, is these things. Um, in many countries, I don't think that that's the primary driver uh, for our customers. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, there's uh, other things, and, and like frankly, convenience, uh, uh, maybe to some extent, privacy. I mean, we still live in a world where, I mean, just the other day, uh, I was uh, uh, helping uh, an acquaintance uh, 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 realize some some Bitcoin gains, and uh, you know. Person totally want want to do the right thing uh, in every way, and hey, the bank doesn't uh, allow uh, payments from crypto companies and, and this and that, and, and so you know the, the system just makes it hard uh, in, in in so many ways, and uh, that's why it's nice to to not not need to to rely on uh, on that at all. No, that's hundred percent true. There, going going back to to the company and the employees, you've hired some incredible employees have incredible reviews on companies like AngelList and Indeed. Now, BitRefill offers free lunches, catered stuff, tons of perks, awesome, very awesome culture. What's the plan for the office in regards to the shit show that COVID has brought upon us? As COVID fizzles down and as the world returns to better days, is the plan to go back to the office or you know, stay fully remote? Well, we have an office in Stockholm, but uh, the team is spread out. Uh, so out of uh, 30 people, there's, I think, seven or eight of us in, in, in the office, and most of us are not there every day anyway. Um, so I mean, Corona stuff hasn't been a big uh, interruption for us other than, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> people being uh, scared and sick and so on. Um, uh, but in terms of working, we're remote first and we've learned to work across time zones and, uh, and so on. So I think we're going to continue uh, with that. Um, it's uh, uh, it makes us able to recruit the best people and, and the most motivated people. Uh, right? we, we're, we're building the Bitcoin vision. And so uh, people that, that join us come to, to participate in that. Yeah, and so yeah, we've, uh, you know, we've never had any issues in terms of motivation and so on, and even in terms of like values conflicts and so on that sometimes happen in companies. Uh, like uh, we have a pretty good. Uh, everybody is pretty clear on what we're we're trying to achieve and and so on, and the mood is pretty good. Uh, we think when you're, I don't know if it's just that. We're hiring exceptionally good people on a human level. I think so, but I'm obviously biased. Maybe it's also from working remotely that yeah. people aren't in each other's face so much. And so when when we actually do meet up, 
it used to be every every six months. Uh, now we've, uh, we have a backlog on that front uh, because of travel uh, restrictions. Um, the atmosphere is uh, everybody who's seen one of our gatherings say that it's it's uh, rare uh, uh, to see a company atmosphere uh, that positive and uh, engaging group of people, camaraderie, and so on. Top notch. Any advice to new entrepreneurs and crypto startups in regards to succeeding with the multiple time zone aspect? Oof. Uh, it's tough. It is tough. Uh, you need to have the right amount of meetings. Uh, not too few, not too many. Um, uh, and uh, uh, navigate that. And sometimes, you know, schedule things uh, for, you know, the, the conversations that will happen in an office uh, that doesn't happen if you need to call somebody uh, on, on a call, right? Right. Um, so figure out ways of having dumb time uh, around meetings or just uh, uh, calls for TGIF or, you know, we've tried <laughs> a lot of different things. And, yeah, I think the weirdest thing is like we've tried to do TGIF and it's, it's problematic because like when it's after work European time and we're having a drink, um, it's it's like nine a.m. Uh, for the U.S. Uh, West Coast people. There's nothing wrong with that. Little little, little yeah. mimosa or Caesar never hurt anybody. Yeah, but they're also expected to work that day, right? It's true. <laughs> so, uh, um, I mean, uh, drunken programming, and all <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, it's important. Uh, yeah, yeah, to to figure out how to socialize and so on. This episode is brought to you by our dear friends at CoinPoker, the world's premier crypto poker platform. CoinPoker is a revolutionary blockchain technology-based platform that was developed by an ambitious team of poker players. CoinPoker uses USDT stablecoin as the main in-game currency and CHP as in-game fuel, offering all benefits of the crypto world alongside. CoinPoker also features instant and secure transactions using USDT, Ethereum, Bitcoin, or CHP tokens, and no KYC. You heard that right, no KYC. CoinPoker users get huge promotions as they give away thousands in fiat each week. CHP is the currency of the CoinPoker economy, providing players with exclusive benefits and supports future developments delivered to the CoinPoker community. My favorite part about CoinPoker is the mobile app. When I'm on the go, I whip out my phone and play a couple hands at Texas Hold'em or bet on sports. They have an amazing sports book, really clean spreads, very clean UX, and an overall great time. If you'd like to check them out, go to coinpoker.com and give them a try. Tell me about the astronaut. First, I'll never forget the first time I went on your website. Again, I've seen you guys blow up on Twitter. I've seen you buzz on Twitter many times, and we'll get into that shortly. But the astronaut, it is so friggin' cool and so clean. The branding, the the bubble that he has, everything. Tell me more about it. And does he or she have a name? Um, uh, the astronaut is uh, uh, sometimes referred to as kryptonaut. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it, it, it's part of the thing that you don't see uh, what the astronaut looks like uh, behind the, uh, the visor, right? So uh, there's no issues of, is it, you know, uh, is it a man or a woman or what skin color does it have? Or is it a person even? Um, I think the astronaut 
came out and we were experimenting with uh, uh, different uh, uh, different uh, ad concepts uh, with uh, uh, with our designer uh, uh, Jason Benjamin, um, and uh, something about it just stuck. Yeah, I think it it speaks uh, very elegantly to. Uh, to the uh, the crypto user in that you know he the astronaut he has a suit on is in space is living in the future but he is also at home in his couch he's <laughs> ordering a pizza right and and I think like it, it speaks to the identity of of, uh, of the the crypto users that we are at the same time you know we're we're at the same time living in the future but also in the present right uh, and we're like. Yeah, suited up, ready to go, but but also, uh, yeah, but 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 also like things don't really work. Like it's clunky sitting in the astronaut suit in your couch, right? And so, uh, you know, crypto is often like that, uh, and uh, so I think it, it it speaks quite well to the uh, to the audience, uh, uh, and so we've uh, gone on with it, and we're, we're going to do. Uh, uh, even more of that. Um, it's uh, pretty cool. That it's, it's becoming like a, you know the, the Ronald McDonald of uh, of Bitrefill. refill. It is. It so just for those who don't know, the astronaut is like the official mascot of Bitrefill. It's powerful. It's unique. Like Sergey was saying, it has the astronaut suit on. It has the big bubble visor. Just looks like a big ladder lass and fully decked out. It's it's just very clean um, and, and extremely powerful. One of the things you brought up was Jason Benjamin, your lead designer. As a company, you guys are massive on going in public, which I love. You often show a lot of your, I guess secrets may be the right word, but I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Jason did a live stream on YouTube walking the audience through his design process, which again, most companies don't do that. How important do you think it is to to build in public? Um, I think it is important. I think everything uh, in uh, in the crypto space, everything uh, boils down to trust, right? Uh, um, uh, the trust factor is more important uh, than you know how much does it cost or what features does it have. Like the main thing is like, can I trust this? Right? And, and you and you still see this. I mean, even. Uh, even on Coinbase's uh, landing page, there's going to be a big section of like, this is why you should trust us. Yeah, you know, and even like that's the biggest company in the space. You know, everybody needs to to convey uh, uh, that, and, and and that's why building uh, building a brand is important, and uh, and that's why uh, it's um, uh, yeah, uh, anything that that we can do, and transparency is important, so people can say, hey, these are there's real people here. They're doing real things. They're trying their best. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, they they do something good, and then we can uh, uh, participate in the happiness. Sometimes they fuck up, and then we can tell them and hopefully forgive them, uh, and so on. Um, so I think it is valuable, and I think it's something we're, we're going to be doing quite a bit more of. Tell me before we jump into some of the fun stuff like DeFi, NFTs, Bitcoin, and, and a couple of your hot takes, which I'm dying to get into. Tell me about the next steps and the future of BitRefill. Oof, um, lots of stuff. Um, uh, lots of stuff uh, lined up. Uh, um, first of all, just adding a bunch of new uh, uh, new products, uh, 
more gift cards, more more things to buy, uh, other solutions that are a little bit uh, in the uh, in the regulated side, um, uh, more. Um, we're looking at figuring out how to uh, to get to the pay bills, uh, for example, uh, straight from Bitrefill, um, and generally, you know, tie uh, the whole experience uh, together better uh, to build out the Lightning Network, uh, to build out uh, um, the transactional use cases, like uh, figuring out how we can be, how we can uh, facilitate the other side, like uh, if. Uh, we are the spending side of the circular economy, and then there is another side where you know people have earnings in uh, in, uh, in in Bitcoin or in crypto, and uh, and by earnings I don't mean uh, people getting a cash back from, from uh, like an affiliate network for, for buying something online. I mean like literally, you know, hey, can I make a, earn a living, you know, uh, by um, yeah. By doing work or, or or what have you, and trying to get this uh, this economy uh, uh, circulating and uh, doing what we can to to facilitate that. That's awesome. Tell me, tell me about your hot takes. I know you have a couple awesome hot takes. I, I can see you blush. I have a never-ending amount. <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to say I can see you blushing here. You have some awesome hot takes on DeFi and NFTs. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you. Dance, the floor is yours. Let's hear him. <laughs> um, that was a very broad question. I mean, the essence uh, of what made Bitcoin successful uh, is that uh, uh, there is, uh, you know, proof of work and difficult adjustments in, 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 uh, in mining and so on, uh, meaning that nobody got their Bitcoins for free. Yeah, right. So when uh, somebody mined their Bitcoins, they join the network at a cost, you know, it doesn't, uh, whereas uh, the opposite is if somebody creates something and calls it, this this shall be money and this shall be a currency and then they sell it to people, um, then yeah, it's a pretty good business model, uh, right? I mean, it's it's uh, literally being the bank in, in, in Monopoly. Um, and we, we've had many iterations of that and I think uh, uh, NFTs are maybe the latest uh, um, the thing is with these things is that it's it's a speculative game, right? Uh, uh, in which uh, I mean, you could call crypto uh, as a whole uh, uh, for a type of gambling, right? Because it is a game. You collect these different tokens, and they go up and down in value, and the goal is to increase the total value of these tokens. It's a big old, right? it's a big old video game, right? Yeah, but it's a game for real money, yeah, uh, and. It's often problematic, uh, I think, uh, in that uh, uh, there is these two sides of crypto, uh, which is the, you know, creating financial freedom and uh, and you can be your own bank and cut the cord and uh, and so on and solve money and uh, uh, inflation resistance and all of these things, right? But also, your entry point uh, to this ecosystem is going to be a casino uh, in which uh, which gets paid a commission. If they can get you to trade uh, tokens for other kinds of tokens, uh, they go up and down in value. And the more you trade, the more they make. Right? And so we we kind of like, suck people in yeah, sometimes for the wrong reasons, uh, or we suck them in for the right reasons and then convert them to the wrong reasons uh, and, and build this uh, this this gambling economy. And 
Yeah, I, I don't know uh, really what to, to say uh, about it. Uh, I think there's been a lot of, historically there's been a lot of scams. Uh, I think there's still a lot of scams. At this point we're post-scam, right? When there's things that are, you know, you can argue like is an NFT a scam? Well, it's very clearly is, is what it is. It's a picture of a tweet, you know? <laughs> uh, who can say that you got scammed if you paid money to buy a picture of a tweet? Um, uh, it's kind of clear uh, that a picture of a tweet is a picture of a tweet. Um, and if you want to pay money for it, maybe you can. There are certain things that are that maybe uh, people that are new to the space don't always uh, realize. Uh, right? Like, for example, that it's often the same money uh, that goes uh, in circles, right? So, I guess, the, and given that the, the system is uh, decentralized, it's also hard to know. Like, uh, somebody creates a token and uh, sells the, those tokens for uh, for X millions, but how do you know that it wasn't themselves buying those tokens for those millions? Yeah, because remember, if you if you have you know, uh, and this was uh, uh, someone else posting on, on Twitter that I'm paraphrasing, but like imagine you have a million dollars of uh, of uh, Ether uh, and you're issuing a token and then you use that million do- dollars to buy your own token. Then you have a million dollars and you also have tokens that are now worth a million dollars. Yeah, right. And so uh, you can sell them yeah, at, a, at a discount and then suddenly you're sort of creating value. So in the, in the end, very often somebody ends up uh, holding the metaphorical bag, uh, so to speak, and uh, I think that's often uh, unfortunate uh, with uh, with these games. And something that people should be uh, sh- should be aware of. Um, that said, um, certain things I think uh, reach uh, reach uh, a certain escape velocity as well. Uh, Ethereum uh, being one such example that's raised a prominent ICO uh, that took in a lot of money. But at this point, it's been six years, and I don't know if anybody who considers themselves to have been scammed uh, by Ethereum. Yeah. Oh, no. So, uh, is it a, 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 you know, it becomes a, a victimless scam, <laughs> let's say. And then at that point, is that a scam if everybody's happy? And how, how long can it go on for and so on? And, um, so yeah, and NFTs, I don't know, they sound to me like uh, uh, rich people stuff. Um, I don't know if it's more unreasonable to uh, to buy, buy a picture of a tweet than it is to buy a, uh, whatever else uh, people buy uh, for lots of money, uh, right? Uh, uh, the, the underwear that Michael Jordan wore at the game or... <laughs> sold um, to people as uh, as if they were investments right so if you're a, uh, if you're a hockey a, a guy uh, maybe you collected hockey cards uh, at some points yeah I did yeah, I have a hockey card collection uh, that I uh, at the time you you heard stories about oh someone who had the hockey cards from the 70s or 60s and they're now worth this and that much yeah, and that's great and probably our hockey cards one day are going to be worth a lot as well right well guess what like it's been uh, what is it now uh, 25 years uh, since i was in middle school 
Uh, I actually checked my hockey cards. They're not worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and I had a, a massive collection, like my Magic the Gathering cards, the same thing. Um, and, and so it, you shouldn't, you know, if you want to play with hockey cards because you like hockey cards, that's great. Go for it. Uh, but if you're, uh, if you're buying them uh, as an investment, uh, then uh, uh, it might not uh, turn out as... Uh, uh, as good as uh, you would have thought. Do your research, folks. Sergey, this has been incredible. I've had a blast speaking with you. A couple more questions before we let you go. What will happen first, Bitcoin to 100K or ETH to 5K? Uh, 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 how much? I need to check how much this one is. <laughs> I think 2.4. Uh, ETH doubling. Well, uh, yeah, probably Bitcoin. Would, uh, it's a shorter. Uh, shorter trip yeah, and I think that uh, Ether is right now being challenged uh, in a lot of ways um, so uh, I would definitely say uh, Bitcoin and last question where can our audience find you on socials yourself and BitRefill uh, yeah I mean if you type in BitRefill uh, will, the good things will show up on, on most uh, channels uh, you can uh, my uh, username is at Zigamon. Uh, I think if you mistype it, it's gonna come out, or or just betrayal for Sergey. Uh, and what what search engines are my friends? What what does Zigamon mean? Um, it's uh, a nickname I briefly had as a uh, as a teenager that became my internet handle. Uh, <laughs> as a Zigamon is is the Digimon uh, with the worstest uh, tasting music. <laughs> Yeah, sick. Yeah, it's it was like a brief inside joke, and then I used it on a website, and it was catchy, and it's kind of stuck with me. Nice, that's awesome, Sergey. This was a treat. Really appreciate you coming on. Really big fan of your company. Uh, sky is the limit. Moon is the limit for you guys. Um, love the brand. Love the astronaut. Love the team. Love the concept. It was a pleasure. Um, thank you, and and all the best. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Folks, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. This was Sergey from BitRefill. You can find them on socials. I will post everything in the show notes and on our website, cryptonews.com. It will also be on our daily newsletter and at our socials as well, at CryptoNews. Hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you'd like to help us out, please subscribe. We would love if you did that. Wishing you all the best and have a wonderful day. Thanks again. Thanks again.